Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller. And I'm Emma Sasek. And the the time is here. The time has come. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking how you're doing. No, we. D- I don't give a shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who are you to me? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. You nothing. are nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, the time has come. We are recording live on Oscar Nam's day. We're recording live outside of the Dolby Theater. <laughs> <laughs> we have already reserved our spot in line, and we are <laughs> we're waiting to go inside. There's like a there's someone dressed as Mickey Mouse begging for like fifty dollars <laughs> to take a photo with us. The store, everything is $10, still has the everything is now $5 sale. <laughs> I want you to know that that sale is always going on. Thank God. <laughs> but we finally have Oscar nominations after we have been wondering year after year what is going to happen. And I, every time they come out, I am like, all right, I'm ready to get this over with. Can we just give out the awards next week, please? I think about the date, isn't it? <laughs> Don't we have like five or six weeks still? Yeah, it's March 10th, March 11th. Mm, yeah, this is going to take, okay, well, whatever. But, uh, I mean, yeah, we already talked about this last week about just mm-hmm. like how sporadic this award season is, whatever. Yes, it is sporadic, but at least we're getting the ball moving on this and we don't have to talk about my eighth trope <laughs> or <laughs> Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> any longer just kidding both both films are fine um but yes we'll we're gonna go through some of the top categories and share our thoughts on the nominees um I think overall this year was fairly easy to predict except yeah. like one person that I got wrong and like the acting categories or it would be like oh okay yeah. this obvious choice for something else so it wasn't like too shocking but there were some like oh that's kind of cool yeah. uh, nominations today so let's just start with like best supporting actress yes this one was interesting because it had one of those little surprise noms in there yes we have emily blunt for oppenheimer danielle brooks for the color purple america Ferrer for barbie jody foster for naiad and divine joy randolph for the holdovers it's kind of crazy that america ferrera did end up getting in well not crazy but you know it was kind of like the will she won't she and she did so good for her yeah i am i'm happy i live in a world where america ferrera is an oscar nominee i will say i don't know why she is for this movie (laughs) (laughs) but i love i genuinely love her and i've loved her since what 2007 when ugly betty came out so like Uh i'm all for it i'm just like at the same time but i am very happy um to see her on the list overall though People love a good monologue. They do. Well, it's funny because like Twitter started shitting on the monologue like what a month ago. I know. And it worked. It did. The the Academy voters were like, let's revisit this. And then they just apparently fell in love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They heard Gloria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I pretty much everybody except Jodie Foster is a first time nominee in this category. It's kind of crazy that Emily Blunt is nominated for the first time also. This is her other... first nomination. First nomination, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um but yeah, I'm so happy for Danielle Brooks and Davine, um two queens mm-hmm. and Jodie Foster was the better performer in Nyad slash better character, so good for Jodie. I'm happy someone watched that movie. Mhm. I took a lot. It took a lot for the team. <laughs> Thanks. 
And now in the Best Supporting Actor category, we have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. <laughs> the Charles Melton Suicide Note tweets is, are so good. No offense, but I really cannot believe, like, they followed the SAGs with this and include Sterling K. Brown. Um, but also on the similar thing with America Ferrer, I'm like, well, I like him. So I'm happy, you know, he's in, he's on the, he's in there, but also I'm like, what? He was really good in that movie. But when I watched it, I didn't like automatically think, oh yeah, Oscar nominee for this mm. movie. He's not really in it that much. I mean, I guess that's what a supporting actor <laughs> is at the end of the day. But, um, but still, I was kind of like, oh, I mean, okay, great. Yay. I'm happy to say Oscar nominee Sterling K. Brown from now on. Oh, wait. They didn't follow SAG, did they? Because it was... Um, no, they did. Wasn't I the, think they did. Wasn't Willem, Willem Dafoe nominated? Either way, I'm happy that um, Mark Ruffalo got in, was, was the point <laughs> I was going to make. Because I thought Mark Ruffalo was shut out at the SAG. Maybe, I don't know, whatever. Again, even though I have been saying like, oh, I'm happy about the men in supporting actor this year, there's still men at the end of the day. There's still just men. <laughs> yes, you're right. Willem Dafoe was in over Mark Ruffalo. Uh well, the Academy made the right choice with this one, but also both could have made it. I would have been happy. Yeah, I originally in my predictions I had both of them in here, but um oh well. And switching over to screenplays for original screenplay, we have Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. I think this is a category that I got right in my predictions, and I'm proud of myself for that. <laughs> I really stand by the fact that Barbie should have been an original screenplay. I don't know mm -hmm. why they made I don't know why they made that random switch for adapted screenplay. It's an entirely original story. <laughs> I know, just because there is a doll out there, like she didn't. Yeah take anything necessarily from it aside from their names right and like the clothing but it's but that's like that's like the most like loose like term for like adaptive that I've ever heard like come on mm -hmm. <laughs> and especially when literally the writer writers guild of America put it in original screenplay mm. for their nominations and like all these other um awards bodies did too this I mean, is the only one where they took it out from original I mean, literally looking at May, December, that's based on a true story and kind of loosely, right? And then my issue is also loosely based on a true story. So just because Barbie is based on like a product, like, you know what I mean? Like that just, that makes no sense. But with that yeah. being said, May, December, I'm happy you got in, baby. Got one. <laughs> that's that's better than zero. But it's so funny. My entire timeline is just like in shambles over May, December being basically shut out. And I'm so happy that Past Lives, this is one of its two nominations. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for that. Yeah, there was a while where I wasn't sure if it was going to like make it to the finish line. Yeah. But the fact that it got into two should have been like four, maybe even mm -hmm. five. Mm -hmm. Whatever, I'll, I'll take what I can get, especially because these are bigger nominations too. But <laughs> I just saw a tweet um, of Julianne Moore standing at the fridge and it's like, there's not enough nominations instead of hot dogs. I don't think there's enough nominations. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it'll probably be the holdovers, but if Fast Life just somehow won this, that'd be so, so good. I would, that would be iconic. Mm -hmm. Celine's song, You Will Always Be Famous. You Will Always Be Famous, baby. <laughs> 
And then in the adapted screenplay field, we have American Fiction, Barbie, Four Things, Oppenheimer, and The Zone of Interest. That's a stacked category, but somehow they took out Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, they That's did. Kind of, it's kind of wild. <laughs> that is what got in American Fiction. The Zone of Interest. Oh, okay. Well, hmm. what's that based <laughs> on? World War II? Like. <laughs> I, that one actually is from a book. I didn't realize mm. it myself until like months later. And I was like, mm. oh, huh. Oh, <laughs> wow. Killers of the Flower Moon got shut out. That's wild. That was the one that was like constantly in like third place. Yeah. I, it would be iconic if Greta and Noah did win for this one. They <laughs> should. You know what? If they did, that would be so good. That would be the best win of their lives to be mm. in this category. <laughs> And they end up winning. The, I know against all of these heavy hitters. Oh, that'd be that that's actually what I want to win now, just for that reason alone. And also the fact that, like I just said, like it's so stupid that it's in this category. I think I I think I have it on Gold Derby as number one at the moment. And I'm like, you know what? We're gonna keep it. Whatever. Yeah. As you should. Mm-hmm. I'll do it too. <laughs> um, and then for the best animated feature category. We have The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Heart, heart Signs Everywhere, <laughs> Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You know what? I was kind of shook that um, The Boy and the Heron won the Golden Globe over Spider-Man. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this a competition now? I mean, we definitely talked about this in what like an animated episode i don't remember but mm-hmm. um whenever disney is not like the front runner to win something it's always a little more interesting mm-hmm. so the fact that wish flopped and like you just said the boy in the hair and kind of snuck up on spider-man it's like ooh, is there actually like something like you know what i mean there's not like a clear mm-hmm. this will win from the beginning from since it was released kind of thing going on i'm excited about that I know. And I, I've heard a lot of people say that they really like robot dreams too. Not like it'll necessarily win but um i haven't seen that one and i i do want to check it out now and it's like 90 minutes we love uh, that we do and also nimona was really good too i'm happy ended up making it yeah. in here i'm so happy about that too and as i said elemental mm-hmm. love the one that kept on trucking baby <laughs> this might be the best category actually. <laughs> all of these sound great to me yeah fuck the rest <laughs> in best actress we have annette benning for naiad Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hewler for An Enemy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. Well, we were texting last night. Mm. Annette Benning's not going to get in. <laughs> I know. It was literally, we were saying how like Greta Lee should be in this over a bunch of people, which even included Margot Robbie, who we thought was definitely in there. Mm-hmm. And she, she was shut out. She was shut out. Um... Yeah, people were are very upset about Margot Robbie getting in there. I honestly, I was surprised that she was getting in at the pre, like at the other shows. Yes, I was too. That's why I'm like a little confused about this kind of backlash that's happening. But I mean, at this point, though, she should have been, you know, definitely nominated because she was everywhere else. Um, so this random Oscar snub is insane. But yeah, no, I wasn't really expecting her to be there in the first place. Like, if you asked me in, like, July, I don't think I would have... I would have thought Ryan Gosling, which he made it. <laughs> he got in. <laughs> but um, I... This is 
almost basically like SAG. I guess I don't think Sandra was in SAG. I think Margot was in that one before. So um, interesting that they flip flop. I wouldn't have. Ex I thought this entire time that Sandra would be the one who was like constantly getting in to everything because people adore her performance and she is very good in that movie. Um, so it was just just interesting to see Annette Benning slide in there after not really being <laughs> in the conversation all too much aside from SAG, I guess. I don't know if she was in BAFTA, but mm. yeah. Also, I love that Carrie Mulligan has just like become an actress that she just if if she has a movie coming out, you just expect that she'll be nominated for it. Yes. And this entire like season of awards where most people did not care for Maestro, they're still in the same thing. Like, well, Carrie Mulligan's still gonna like get an Oscar nomination. Of course. So that was never not in you know, in part of the conversation. She was just always going to get a nomination no matter what. Even though like she was never like a front runner or anything like that. Like it's just it's just so funny to me. One of these days, we're going to have to make her the front runner because she's a great actress and she deserves the world. Should have won for Promising Young Woman. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And she's great in this movie, too. She made oh, me yeah. sob at the end. She's the only good part of the movie. <laughs> Speak on it. Speak <laughs> on it. What does she call him? Like a like a lo lonely old queen or something? Yes. <laughs> great. That's the line reading of the year. <laughs> it is. Um. So happy for Lily Gladstone, first yeah. time nominee, long time listener, um, <laughs> <laughs> and first Native American ever to be nominated at the Oscars. Icon. Yeah, that's that's queen shit right there. That is queen shit right there. Either she's winning or Emma Stone's winning, mm -hmm. and I don't really know which one's going to get it. I'm leaning more toward Lily, but honestly, I'm fine with either. Yeah, I'm definitely fine with either. I think it, it'll it probably end up being Lily. But also, like, obviously, it's a very winning performance. And we've been talking about that for, well, you've been talking about that for almost a year now. So, mm, and we're... A long time. <laughs> and, yeah, this is a role that Emma Stone played that I think is Oscar-worthy, unlike the one she won for. <laughs> so, I love Bella Baxter. I love Poor Things. I love Emma Stone. So, if she does win, that's great. But if Lily wins, that would just be so iconic. And I so know. deserving, too. I know. Um, and now what's so iconic, too, is in the Best Actor category, her co-star flopped here, mm -hmm. which that was kind of surprising to me, although I, I did kick him out of my predictions um, just I based did. on SAG. <laughs> I did, too. On, but it's kind of wild where everybody gets nominated except for Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Well, it's like, funny that we live in a world where he was the one to end up getting shut out <laughs> i know i know and he got in for don't look up is that right mm. <laughs> that was a really bad year come on oh, god <laughs> anyway the best actor nominees are bradley cooper for maestro coleman domingo for rustin paul giamatti for the holdovers killian murphy for oppenheimer and jeffrey wright for american fiction i believe i had all five of them i did too oh thanks sag I'm very, um, I'm actually very happy for Coleman Domingo. I think he's the first openly gay actor to play a gay character since, like, someone did, I think it was. It was Ian McKellen. I saw that tweet today, actually. Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, which old bitch was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I actually really, really like this lineup. I usually don't. I, Ultimately, I usually never care about the best actor category. No. It's always the it's always the female actor categories that are, have the most interesting characters in them. Um, but I do really like all of these 
people. Honestly, think. if they swapped, if they swapped Bradley for Leo, that would be this would be a really excellent lineup. <laughs> that that is true. Um, I think it is ultimately between Paul Giamatti and Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm gonna see what SAG says. Yeah. If any, if last year taught me anything, it's that. Go with whatever SAG says. Mm, I mean, yeah, I mean, like we can't talk about it too. It's mainly the same voters anyway. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper is a 12-time Oscar nominee as of and, today. And zero-time winner. That is crazy. That is so funny. If he ends up winning, I don't I don't know. I, I might just quit my job, like go live on like, I don't know, in a trailer park and like, georgia and just give up everything for a couple months and then just mysteriously come back in like may (laughs) just gone for two months for no reason (laughs) i'm gonna risk it all yeah um in the best director category we have to talk about a huge (laughs) huge mistake that they've made I all right. First, the nominees are Jonathan Glazer for *The Zone of Interest*, Yorgos Lanthimos for Four Things*, Christopher Nolan for *Oppenheimer*, Martin Scorsese *Killers of the Flower Moon*, and Justine Triette for *Anatomy of a Fall*. Number one, where's Greta? We said last night, like people have been talking about her potentially missing Best Director, and. I knew that that was in the back of my head, but I was like, that would be wild. Literally directed the biggest film of the year. Like first female to have like a billion dollar movie or whatever. Um, was nominated at the fucking DGA, the Director's Guild and mm-hmm. all of these other ones. And then missed here. Oh, well, and also she was on for Lady Bird and Little Woman, which she deserved both nominations. So it's just kind of like they clearly love her. So I, think, I think she was only nominated. Oh, it was just. Bird. Oh, it I wasn't so. Little Woman. You're right. Yeah. 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 That it was, was just... a rough time too. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. Know. You know what? Oh, I don't really. They didn't nominate her for Little Women for director. Yeah. Oh, then I don't care. <laughs> That's still <laughs> the best of her three movies. <laughs> <laughs> you just kidding? That's funny. <laughs> I take it all back. Are you kidding me? She was only nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay oh, for Little oh, Women. Okay, so they're sexist. Never mind. Yeah, which we already knew, but oh, I did, thought... we, did we not know? No. Okay, this is okay. Well, now now I'm fully just not surprised. I thought she was just locked in. Okay, this is stupid. I hate the Academy. <laughs> I I'm happy that at least one woman made it in here, but yeah, that they knew that you can nominate multiple women. You can nominate you can nominate more than one woman. I'm so sorry, but I would have taken out any of these men, no offense, for Celine's song as well. Mm-hmm. There's another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I did see I did see people saying like I can't wait for people's wild predictions like Christopher Nolan is missing best director. <laughs> like that would be fucking crazy see that would just be really funny so it's that would like be hilarious <laughs> and then i and then all the film bros would be like in revolt and i'm like i don't see you doing that for greta gerwig Mm-mm. 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 and if you remember barbie's the one that made one billion not oppenheimer mm. <laughs> yeah this this is a that's a messy lineup so i i to be honest i don't really care who wins <laughs> <laughs> i think christopher nolan is yeah. pretty much walking yeah. away with it 
Um, and then we also have Best Picture, which includes American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. It's not a bad lineup, actually. This is like the first time, um, oh, fact check me, but they never, I feel like they haven't actually nominated 10 movies in like a while. It's always been like nine. I think they have since... 2018 19 maybe maybe it was a little different like during the covid years but i do mm. think that they're now doing the 10 lineup. well i know it's i know it's usually 10 like they can have like up to 10 or something but i feel like mm. there was like a year or two in the last couple of years where it's been like eight mm. or nine like like mm. i don't know i could be entirely wrong doesn't matter this is the 10 that i had in so <laughs> same this is the first time that i've ever gotten all of the best picture nominees correct mainly because i just went with whatever the producers guild of america said mm-hmm. yeah and we were right yes we were um i i just realized that um one film missing from this lineup that a lot of people thought would get in is the color purple mm-hmm. only one nomination and that's for daniel brooks oh mm-hmm. basically almost entirely shut out oh my god it didn't get like costumes or song no, nothing. Or production design. Oh my nothing, god. Nothing. Damn. <laughs> I know. They did they did not care for that film. Mm-hmm. That is that is, that is telling. <laughs> um yeah, that's yeah, that would be the only one I would have swapped in actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm very happy for past lives, like we already talked about. It's a best yes. picture nominee. Very big accomplishment. Obviously big for Barbie and Again, for everyone that's listening that's upset about Margot, she executive produced this movie. So if this were to win, she would win an Oscar for it. Yes. Um, in total for the nominations, Oppenheimer has the most with 13. Um, Four Things is at 11, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon at 10, Barbie 8, Maestro 7, um, and then a couple American Fiction, Anatomy, the fall holdovers and zone of interest at five so it's fairly spread out Mm -hmm. this year and we also knew oppenheimer would get the most nominations like by far yes yes (laughs) you have like an acting feast and also like a very technical movie like this is this was obviously going to get at least 11 nominations anyway Mm -hmm. um it does make me sad to see like the movies that got absolutely no nominations um which are all of us strangers terrible mm. are you there god it's me margaret terrible terrible the iron claw sad but was expected unfortunately <laughs> me not terrible <laughs> priscilla terrible terrible saltburn oh, saltburn terrible, terrible. <laughs> the taste of things terrible i love that fucking movie um origin terrible Francis Fisher was not able to pull an Andrea Riseborough this past year, probably because um, it wasn't a white woman. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. That is probably true. <laughs> so, yeah, egregious, egregious mistakes here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty eh. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, like, it's a pretty solid, like, whatever. But also, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think there are some shutouts that we expected that are either like eh or like oh that's sad but that happens every year so maybe i'm just used to it um here's some breaking news 
Did you know that Nisi Nash Betts, Daniel Brooks, and Sterling K. Brown are all related? No. <laughs> she Nisi posted both of my cousins are Oscar nominated. We are blood related, real cousins. I'm so proud of my fam. And I'm like, what? Nash. Sterling K. Brown. Huh. Well, that's the most talented family since the Coppolas and the Scorseses. And the... Yeah, I just saw how old were you when you found out that Nisi Nash, Daniel Brooks, and Shirley K. Brown were family. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a great family. Uh, but yeah, um, any final Oscar thoughts? I'm sad that The Taste of Things is not an international feature. I love that film. I adore that film. But nobody's listening to me. Um. But aside from that, no, I think it's a pretty good, like, spread of movies. I mean, yes, pretty much the same six, seven ones keep getting nominated, but at least mm-hmm. they deserve the nominations and for yeah. the most part. Yeah, it's a year of, like, movies that are actually, like, mainly good mm-hmm. um, versus when there's, like, random sneaks where it's like, shut up, <laughs> mm-hmm. which happens virtually every single year. So this is, like, that's I guess that's why I'm pretty much, like, eh, is the real reason is because it's, like, most of these deserve to be here. And even the mm-hmm. movies I haven't seen, I would like to watch. So it's like, you know, I don't... Good for them. <laughs> I was just looking at the live-action short category, and one of the films nominated is Red, White, and Blue. And I thought it said Red, Red and White, and Blue. Blue. I thought so, too. Baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ghostface. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Okay. <laughs> When we come back, we will get into our What's Poppin' Highlights of the Week. So, Emma, what's your What's Poppin' Highlight of the Week? None of your damn business, bitch. Um, (laughs) My Highlight of the Week uh, is what I was waiting for all of last week to finally be announced at work. And it finally happened. The Coachella lineup is announced. Um, I can already feel my calves tightening. Yeah. From two weekends full of walking around nasty, dirty, grassy areas that turned to dirt and mush. Um. But this year's headliners are Lana Del Rey, Tyler, the creator, and Doja Cat with a reunion with No Doubt. Yeah, the No Doubt thing confuses me. I don't really understand what, where, do they have their own set? Are they joining somebody? Yeah, they like, the last few years they've done like a, and returning to the desert. And it's like somebody who gets like their own set essentially like a fourth headliner but not technically i don't know it's really stupid um yeah i don't i don't know what what they're going to be up to but they're going to be up to something like last year was like blink 182 and then there was calvin harris and i forget who the it was supposed to be swedish house mafia and then kanye west dropped out as the headliner and then they came in with the weekend it was Mm. a whole mess yes 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 huh um i will say (laughs) You know, a lot of people, they're like, eh, about this lineup, especially with the headliners. Um, I mean, I really liked Lana Del Rey back in the 2010s. So I'm excited to see her live and see how bad she probably does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's just a random random lineup. Mm, I I saw Doja Cat two years ago. I didn't like her. 
she didn't do a good job. Mm. She has yeah. like she had like ten costume changes, and so it'd be like barely singing a song and then a costume change and it would just be like really mm. like exhausting and then she also did like really heavy metal versions of her songs and i was like i don't want to hear this no mm-hmm. um hmm. yeah i i don't think i would isn't isn't renee rap gonna be there she is, yeah. She's one of the performers. I'll go see her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends, Nikki. She's a huge Renee Rap fan. Shout out to my editor, Nikki. She's gonna be covering <laughs> Renee. <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably be next to her listening. Um, but they have who else do they have on here? Sabrina Carpenter. Oh yeah, she has some cute bops. Uh huh. Oh, Ice Spice is gonna be there. Mm, that'd be fun. Uh huh. Um, Grimes. <laughs> We can mm. listen to Grimes, I suppose. Um, there's somebody else on here that I was like, ooh, that'll be interesting to listen to. <gasps> ooh, DJ Snake is on here. DJ Snake. DJ Snake. Uh, BB Rexa is coming. There were a few people that I had like noted. Oh, yeah, Suki Waterhouse is going to mm. come. And I'm like, she's very pregnant. I don't <laughs> know how that's going to work out. Oh, my God. But that means Robert Pattinson might be there, too. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, all I'll say is that I actually know more people on this lineup than last year's lineup. So I am not entirely ancient. So I'm happy with myself. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And what is your what's popping for the week? Well, speaking of um, best picture nominations and snubs because of um, sexism, uh, Margot Mm -hmm. Robbie's stylist Andrew McMall is releasing a book of all of her looks during the press tour. It's like Barbie, Barbie the World Tour, and the the book cover is so sickening. <laughs> I love it. Isn't I it so good? This. I know. I it's, need it. It's like a coffee table book. It's like I, I, I think it comes out in early March. Like I need this book so badly. I know, and I love the look. Like she is in a Barbie box too. Like she yeah. has a little Barbie with all her accessories laid out. Ah. For those who might not realize, Margot Robbie dressed as various Barbies throughout history um, for the entirety of the press tour and like the award season so far anyway. Mm-hmm. So she's just dressing as and channeling her various Barbies. And it's been so iconic, especially because her style used to be terrible. <laughs> so this is all just like tens across the board. Like this is so such a good idea. It is. I'm so happy that they're doing it because it is literally like the movie to play up your fashion with. Oh my God, yeah. To just be super creative with. Like every single one of her outfits have been so fucking cute. I know. And like just seeing like the side by side, especially like during like the premiere, the various premieres, like it was just Mm -hmm. so exciting. Mm -hmm. Like it's actually something to look forward to, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm glad that it wasn't all just pink um they did have like a bunch of the like the black dress i'm thinking of the one from the premiere that was the sparkly black dress with like the little tool at the bottom it was very cute and then i think um oh she just recently did it at the golden globe she was wearing that gorgeous pink red dress and then at the after party she she switched into the black version of Mm -hmm. it Uh, that's so so fun like it's everything about this is such a good idea like i'm like oh yeah (laughs) I never want the Barbie looks to end. It's going to make me really sad when we finally get to the Oscars and that's it. No more. I know. I know. 
<laughs> as long as she keeps him, then we're fine going forward, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, her past stylist, I don't know if she still has her, but um, she didn't, has... Didn't Selena drop her, too? I think so. <laughs> I think Dakota Johnson had her. She might still. We'll see with the Madam Web um, premiere yes. and stuff, but I think Dakota Johnson used to use... I don't want to say her name, so <laughs> the one the um photo that you replied to me yeah. last night. Oh wow. I don't know if that's the woman's doing or if somebody else's, but she looked great. We'll have to check. Yeah, no, I, I just feel bad for her. <laughs> just like blatantly for someone I don't know who might be a great person. <laughs> just putting them on blast. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> that book will be out March 8th and it's available for pre-order somewhere. And uh pre-order it to our homes please and thank you yes we will give our addresses to the world if someone wants to buy us the book i am willing to risk my safety and my life to get a margot robbie coffee table book about all of her outfits i mean the book probably costs like 60 dollars, so you're saving that's like grocery money yes i do you want me to starve mm, see no so no. you need to buy me the book yeah and then we can eat and have the Margot Robbie coffee table book at the same that's, time. That's girl math and girl dinner right there. <laughs> I just start eating the book. There's, that's two different kinds of eating. <laughs> I'm just eating the Margot Robbie book for dinner. Oh, geez. Uh, well, anyway, wait, when are the Oscars? I said that already, like March 10th or March 11th. Oh, oh so the book comes out right beforehand. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except I think voting will be over by then, but... Well, they're they're putting putting it on the uh the trail right now, so maybe that that'll true. help them. Maybe that'll help them with the costume nominations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it probably will. So great, we just rounded oh, this wow. out perfectly. Wow! All right, great. And with that, this has been another episode of <laughs> Weekly Pop. Um, yeah, I guess we'll be back next week. I don't have much going on. Um, watch the space. <laughs> that is so stupid but i cannot stop saying it now after you said that last week <laughs> watch the space you never know <laughs> i have my car again but who knows how long that'll last you're just gonna keep driving i am so happy now that i'm dead <laughs> where's her oscar nomination yeah i was kind of hoping for a little sneak peek i was from too Roseman today i was too Hmm. I would have gotten film Twitter so fucking mad. I know. It would have been great. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, let's try to wrap up for a second time. Yes. (laughs) This has been another episode of Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller. And I'm Emma Sasek. And we will hopefully see you next week. 